My Better Living. Spend some time with Nurse Shar for honest and healing conversation about the benefits, challenges, and real-life struggles of living healthy, well, fit, and free. Real discussion for real people who want real change. My Better Living. This podcast is being broadcast on Power Plug Radio, home of your throwback jams. You can download Power Plug Radio app on Google Play or the Apple iStore. Don't forget to subscribe to the Power Plug Radio YouTube, where you can catch My Better Living live every Tuesday night. And visit www.powerplugradio.com to find out how you can sponsor the next episode. Charlie! Well, hello, hello. Is my volume good? Yes, I can hear you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, everybody. This is Charlie Palmer, and he's here to talk to us about organic and sustainable living. Now, Charlie, are you retired Air Force? I am retired Army. You're retired Army. Okay. So I knew that you were military. Yes. And where are you where are you at now? I'm st- I am currently living my best life in uh Fairbanks slash North Pole, Alaska. North wait a minute. It's Fairbanks <laughs> slash North Pole, Alaska. North Pole, yes. I, that I sounds that. really that. far north. Yes, it is far and uh, it is it is cold in the winter. Uh, well I would bet. I mean, okay, so how many mm-hmm. months of the year is cold? Uh, well, it's not necessarily months of the year, but uh, when you when you say months of the year, it's the darkness that folks are referring to from June. Ah. From June yeah, from mid June about the twenty first, we start losing uh, seconds to minutes of light. Oh wow! And June does it so go like by June twenty first? No, it does. Summer summer doesn't seem like it go by fast because we do a lot of gardening and stuff. So okay, so yeah, we we want to get into this. Um, organic and sustainable living and a lot of people don't really understand what that is so why don't you just um give people a a brief sort of idea on what organic sustainable living actually is because it sounds like an impossible feat but it's not well let, let me give a little bit about my family history and how we um grew to be to being you know to eating organic and being more sustainable uh I have four children. Um, they're adults now, except um, even my youngest, she's 18. And my oldest, my son, um, for some reason, he was allergic to red meat, which was a blessing Wait. in disguise. Yes. Wait, yes. Um, How come yes. I wasn't allergic to red meat? Like all Love. the years. Yep. Okay, so how did you figure out he was allergic to red meat? Well, every time we, uh, this is years ago, uh, <laughs> late nineties, maybe I'm telling my age. Um, every time we bought, um, McDonald's at the time, we used to get the small burgers or whatever, not, not the big Macs, but like the small, small amounts of beef every time he would eat it. And, um, he would break out, you know, he would get a rash or he would be sick. So it's, it, for us, it, you know, um, that was enough allergic reaction. You know, we never got him mm-hmm. tested to see if he was actually allergic to red meat. But that enough for us uh, started our journey um, into, uh, you know, better eating. Um, and especially when we found out about uh, uh, GMOs, genetically modified organisms, when Kentucky mm-hmm. Fried Chicken changed their, changed their logo 
from Kentucky Fried Chicken to KFC because it's no longer so chicken. Was, so was that? You know, you read about these things, but is yeah, that for real? real? <laughs> it no, it, it kind of is like along the line of, 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 of WWF changing it to WWE because it's like, right. this is just entertainment purposes only. So this right, is just exactly. play yeah, play. Same, Interesting. same respect, but on the food, on the, on the health side, they can right. no longer use the word chicken because it's not chicken. It's a GMO. It's a genetically, genetically modified organism. So, scary. Uh, yeah, as you know, um, prior to the military, um, I had my, I was growing my dreads. I'm you know, Rastafarian by nature. Um, and that took us on a journey where we started diving deep into exactly what we're putting into our body, you know, um, and it, and it was very interesting in terms of what we found. Um, and basically for find? folks who, you know, well, what we found is that um, if you can't pronounce it, you know, you probably shouldn't be eating it. <laughs> you know, it, you look on the back, you look on the back of some of these cartons and um, and if it's if it's a dye, you know, if it says red number four or yellow number five, yellow you know, five, not even, yep, not even crayons. Not even crayons come, you know, come in those definitions. It's just yellow, red, orange, you know. So um, if it's if it's if it's unpronounceable, uh, it's it's probably not good for you. Uh, good rule of thumb. You know, so yeah, the, uh, organic. A lot of folks, um, a lot of folks want to go, you know, get into better eating, better living, and they find that the cost of it is, is very daunting uh and that's that's one of the that's one of the turnaways that's when one of the you know the negative sides of uh trying to get into this um and it's not a lifestyle it's just more or less um it's, it's more or less a, a way of growing and more, a way of improving because i look i look at it like this um you're gonna pay one way or another it's either you pay for good food and you pay for organic food, you pay for, you know, um, changing your lifestyle, or you're going to pay in medical bills. So, so it's up Facts. to you. you know? Facts. Yeah. And a lot of people that have been following me know that I, I live by that, you know, um, you are yep. what you eat and your, you your, your digestive system starts in your, starts in your mouth and ends on the other yep. way. So yep. you can use that digestive system to fuel your body to right. heal you um <clears throat> to give you energy or right. you can use it as a trash shoot yeah exactly yeah damien marley has a um i forget what song it is but damien marley has a song where he says um most people put better fuel in their car but then they then they put nutrients in their body that is facts <laughs> You that know? is facts. That is so, facts. Yeah, is you facts. have to, you have to, you have to want, uh, you know, a, a, a life without with less pain. Uh, I think that's the best way of putting it. Um, one of my, one of my, um, my, my skill sets and education from the military was, uh, I was a drug and alcohol counselor and an opioid counselor for Fairbanks, Alaska, and um, you know, a lot of folks turn to pain meds. And not knowing that there's not, you know, a lot of natural alternatives before they even, you know, just take those pills because, you know, we go to a doctor and the doctor prescribes it and we just pop it. But that's, mm -hmm. you know, that's not conducive to healing. 
Because if you look at the side effects of most of the pills that they give you, it, it, it causes other ailments, you know, so. Not only that, but, you know, for every pill out there, <clears throat> there's probably equally some type of natural resource that matches it. Yeah. Um, either yeah, by there plant is. There is. or some type of food item or some mixture of natural items. There is some equivalent. Right. I think that the thing that holds people back is um, the lack of knowledge, lack of, lack of research. Yes. Um, lack of trust, I think, in nature. Yes, that's, um, a, that's, a, that's a big one. Um, and when it comes to the, the knowledge portion, you have to understand that uh, for me, and it should be the same for everyone, your knowledge uh, of doing well and eating well comes, uh, it's a lifetime journey. It's not a race. You're not racing anyone. You know, you're not trying to be better than anyone. It's it's strictly for you, and right. and the more people you could involve in your family, um, and we've done that by way of uh, increasing our sustainability by growing, more, you know, a lot of our own foods. I have potatoes. So down explain past. to me the sustainability part. So the organic and the sustainability. So it sounds like. You know, you had a need for averting allergic reactions in your son as to why you guys kind of went organic. But explain the sustainability part. Well, sustainability for me, um, and it doesn't matter your location anymore because uh, have you seen what's going on with our weather? I'd like to tie the sustainability part into our, our current climate. And it's not getting better, folks. You know what I mean? No matter where you live, you know, if you took a look at what happened in Texas with that freeze up, the sustainability right. has, has more or less to do with you being sustainable as a family unit because there are not enough cops, there are not enough ambulances to come and help when, when those things occur. And one of the best things you could do is grow food and be more sustainable. You know, Absolutely. whether you, you know, whether you have an indoor, uh, indoor growing system that you could grow, um, you could grow lettuce, you could grow beans, uh, you could grow a lot of things year round, you know, I'm growing, you know, my spouse and I, Dr. Palmer, are growing food in our short seasons here in Alaska. So there's no excuse for anyone, especially if you live in a warm climate. Not so explain that process for me. Like, where did you start? You know, you made this, you made a conscious decision amongst your family, it sounds like, to say, hey, let's go organic and let's, you know, use our natural resources to, to be sustainable, meaning if something happened, we could sustain ourselves. Where did you start? Like, what was the first thing you grew? The first thing we grew? Oh, well, I, I don't know if it's, like I said, it's, it's a life journey. I don't think we know, we started, and you know, like we had a starting point where we're like, yeah, we're going to do this. Uh, because even back in Brooklyn, um, we had, you know, we had a lot of plants in the house, um, mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, for, for, better, for, better, for better air quality. Um, right. And it might have it might have started with that, but then in terms of growing food, as you know, living here with a short seasonal Alaska, uh, we started looking at the size of our backyard, and we're like, uh, man, we're not even using half of our property. Um, so the first thing we grew was, ooh, it's the first thing we grew. I remember I did a potato bag, and here's the thing: we we started breaking it down to foods that we eat. eat and then food that we actually like to eat. So okay. I think one year I did a, I did a potato barrel, but my spouse did, uh, she did cabbage, she did onions Ooh. and uh, it was cabbage, onions and broccoli. That's right. 
that's the first that's the first garden we had uh, a few years back um, okay. and yeah and it was prosperous and um and i've been growing and adding on to my gardening skills per se in terms of the potatoes i, I found out that i'm better with the ground provisions you know potatoes and Mm-hmm, and my mm-hmm. spouse. Uh, what other kind of ground provisions you have in there? Say again. What other kind of ground? What other kind of ground provisions you have in there? Well, this actually this year I'm trying. I'm looking at uh, uh, planting some dashins and uh, some some stuff that's more indigenous to our island. Um, yeah. Because so for those of you who don't the, know, uh, Charlie Charlie is um, from my island home too, San Lucia. So. Um, ground provisions is what we call um, root vegetables like um, potatoes and dashing cassava, and, uh, yeah. cassava those things um, we call those ground provisions so that will be very very exciting what is for you the most enjoyable part of the process and how did you get your uh, kids involved because you know kids don't like well, all that stuff these kids these days well, they don't like outside labor <laughs> yeah well I, I put it to you like this my 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 children were, were in, we our kids um we we raise our kids to enjoy the outdoors more than any, you know mm-hmm. a lot you know especially because we our winters are long so if you're in if you're indoors in the summer and like you were saying about mental health and checking on people you know you might want to check on your kids if they're inside in the summer here in alaska you know so um, we got our kids involved by by not not pressing what they sh- should be doing, but getting them to, to like uh, an aspect of what we were doing. Um, for example, my youngest daughter now, she's a herbalist. Like she can make cough Ooh. syrup out of. Um, she'll gather pine needles outside and get some Ooh. eucalyptus and mix that with some honey and some hibiscus. Maybe we'll have her on and, and cook us up some oh. stuff. Oh man, she I'd she's a herbalist. That. Yeah, so she does the herbs in the house. As I mentioned, I do the you know the ground root vegetables. My spouse does most of the vegetables from any everything from peppers to broccoli. Mm-hmm. So it's a matter of just just plant a seed in in dirt in, in dirt or or get one of the growing systems that don't even use dirt. It uses water, and um and then eat it. So what kind of system do you different. guys have? Do you have just like a backyard where you just water and fertilize, or do you have like an actual system that kind of runs and uh right yeah right now we have two well we have three greenhouses and um yeah next year we're planning on um doing some rows like actual row gardening i've been taking we've been taking a look at um there's a i forget the name of the system but there's a system out of germany where you could grow on a mound um that way you could reach it better you don't have to bend down and all kind of stuff um and um we're looking at doing that next year and uh, and and also going into honeybees next year also. Well, bees are so important. And I only just, you know, learned this, you know, later in my life, um, just how important they are, how important they are right. to just sustaining the life of food. And, um, oh, yes. you know, when I was doing boot camp, you know, getting up at 530 to go to boot camp we do boot camp out on a tennis court and we would see a lot of dead bees. And mm. um, it was really my boot camp instructor that, you know, she was really saddened by it. And she said, this is horrible. You know, so many bees yes, are dying um, because right. of all of the 5G and everything else that they can't fly that high. They get zapped. Yes. And, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, and I don't think that people realize just how important 
something as small as a bee is to just sustaining yeah. um, food yeah. resources and life. What's your favorite thing to grow? Yeah. Potatoes. Why? Why potatoes? Potatoes just seem because so boring. They, you know what? They are boring until you grow them because they they grow they grow very fast uh they, they do require a lot of water but we have, we have a rain catchment system and i use most of that water to grow them but the thing about it is that after you grow them and harvest them you could you could store them hence the sustainability for a very long time you know i still have potatoes from our last harvest you know oh, wow. um and i'll probably still have potatoes to, you know till till about till about january when they run out you know okay, so that's nice that, that's one of the yeah, and that's one of the things. Um, potato, you can do potatoes indoors. You could do it in a grow bag. You could do it, you know, in a pot. Okay. You know, you don't need a you don't need a whole lot of space. To, you could put one potato in a in a pot, and you probably have about depending on the size of the pot, like you know, between ten to thirty potatoes from that one potato. So sounds yeah, really low maintenance. It is. It is. You just have to. You just water them and. Um, you know, ensure they're in an area where they can get fertilized um, mm -hmm. by bees, and um, and just get ready for your harvest. They're, they're very low maintenance. The grow bags are what great. What would you also. think is the most maintenance? Like, what 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 food item requires the most maintenance? Ooh, I would say um, because of the bugs that might affect them. I would say uh, your leafy greens or peppers. Mm, on my and okay. that and that, that that's applicable to my side um it, it might be something else for someone else in a, in a different grow region mm -hmm. you know it's because of what what insects you have that affect those those things that you're growing so yeah i know down here in florida um growing fruits can be kind of dangerous just because they attract you know fruit rats and different types of bugs so you know you have to be careful you know of course my mom being an islander herself you know she has planted some things around around her house she definitely has her mm -hmm. herb garden that she picks from um for fresh herbs she um planted when my daughter was born actually my grandmother planted a papaya tree um oh, nice. next to my mom's house it was huge. It grew taller. It grew really fast and it grew taller than the house. So she had to kind of trim mm. it, um, trim but it down, gave yeah. some great papaya. Now, one thing that I learned from my mom from her planting, one fruit that just takes forever that I did not realize. And so I'm mm. really concerned because how do we have so many at a time is pineapples. Pineapples oh, yeah. take so long to grow. They take well, like yeah, two, they grow, well, two years. I mean, yeah, yeah. They, well, I mean, they, you know, they, they, they grow like them. Pineapple like this. Yeah, they grow they grow them in in mass in in places like Hawaii. So, um, but one of, one of the things uh, I think you mentioned. What did you mention about um, the 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 dangers of you know different bugs that they bring in? Mm -hmm. So 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 that's one of the that's one of the de deterrents of growing that folks think that you know bugs are going to be infesting your area once you start growing um, right. different things here's, here's the thing you have to you have to realize so for example um you might have to make some sacrifices if you're getting more voles in your area you might need to get a cat you know that's why you look uh -huh. at most farmers they always have a cat or they always have mm -hmm. some kind of cats dog. keep the what away 
like voles, like the like either voles or mice. Okay, what's a vole? You know, um, they're they're like they look like mice, but they they just make holes everywhere, and they they will eat your 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 ground vegetables, your ground uh, huh. provisions. Yeah. Should I like little they, they, gnomes or moles or? Yeah, they they exist in different areas, but um, so so you you can combat it naturally, with you know by bringing in another animal. You know you could keep some keep some um, small birds and let them loose, train them to let them loose, and bring them back in. You know in the evenings, okay. um, they could eat different insects, stuff like that. Um, okay. Just yeah, just don't just don't spray for them. You know you have to find another another bug that takes care of it. Like we use gotcha. we use ladybug. We use ladybugs in our gardens. Really, I love ladybugs. Yeah, yeah. ladybugs what do are they great. Keep away? They keep away. Um, oh, what's the? There's a there's a little white bug that eats away at uh, some of the pepper plants and and broccoli plants. I forget the name of it, but uh, ladybugs loved. Uh, they're like aphids. They're, they're in a the family of aphids. Ladybugs love to eat them. Oh, so, wow. You know, there's always, well, there's always a natural alternative. Yeah. So that and means they look your... a little bit more <laughs> than look pretty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you can get my biggest question frozen. is, what's for Thanksgiving dinner? Uh, this year, uh, we went, uh, I always go fishing, but this year we went uh, dip netting. And I've, I've dip net and what's from that? the shore dip netting is a method of fishing here in alaska and probably in other areas but mainly in alaska where um as a as a family you're allowed to get um your sustainable amount of fish per member in your family so our i think our number is uh, i think it's 30 30 for head 30 for head of household and 10 per term per member something like that uh but we didn't catch our our um our limit this year, I think we only caught 26 uh, salmon because uh, that was enough for the cooler. Nice. That was enough for the freezer for us this year. So, okay. Um, so is that very yeah. popular so, uh, um, this year, in Alaska? What, salmon? Organic, I mean, like um, fishing and farming. Do you find that um, more people are doing that in Alaska than? Yes. Definitely uh, um, than Brooklyn. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a natural it's a natural thing here. Uh, I think that's one of the things that attracted me to and my my spouse to actually stay here after the military. Um because uh, I retired I, I retired in Korea and then we came back here in 2014. Mm -hmm. Um you know, because growing up in St. Lucia, that's exactly the life that I, that I had. You know, we had um we lived in Castries, but we had a uh a mountain farming area where we grew ground provisions and had mm -hmm. chickens and all this stuff and we mm -hmm. went there every weekend or every other weekend to, you know to check on the animals but to you know to weed the garden and i, I miss that you know and you can't have that in, i tell know, in people all the time i wasn't i was an adult before i realized that st lucia had grocery stores because we just oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> i mean exactly. you knew the bread man you knew the guy yep. you know you knew everybody that had fresh stuff so yeah exactly. but back to thanksgiving what's what's mm -hmm. coming across your family's table this thanksgiving uh whole salmon uh i'm doing the, uh, i'm doing the whole salmon i'm doing um cassava pone uh i'm doing 
Yeah, I'm doing whole salmon. I'm doing cassava bone with our grown cassava. Um, I'm doing, what else am I doing? I think I'm doing, yeah, I'm doing Marby. I'm doing some of the drinks. I'm doing Marby. I'm doing sorrel. And my spouse, my spouse is doing her mac, and, her Bayesian mac and cheese. Barbados okay. What, what, what's in the Bayesian mac and cheese? I can't, I can't give you that recipe. Oh, you'd have to kill me. But, I get but, it. I but, get it. But what but makes it Bayesian? Is it because a Bayesian is cooking it? It no. Or they it's do a little extra little. Recipe. Oh. Yeah, it's it, it, it's her mother's recipe, and it's it's unlike any. I could I could reference you to people that that's had it at our house, and it's unlike any mac and cheese you can have. Okay. Uh, so yeah, she's making that. My daughter's making um, what she says she's making this year. She's doing some baking. She's making some sweet bread. She's making coconut bread. I think she's gonna do a cheese uh, pumpkin cheesecake. Mm-hmm. I yeah, like so, it. That sounds yeah. like a very hearty yet healthy uh, Thanksgiving. You know, I was just talking today about Thanksgiving wellness and, you know, really just encouraging people to not think of Thanksgiving as just, you know, this month long affair. Um, it's okay right. for it to just be a day and it's okay oh, yeah. for, yeah, um, for, for you to not wake up feeling guilty in two weeks right. about it. So if someone wanted to start, um, their own organic or sustainable living and they want to do it either on a budget or they don't have beautiful garden area, what would you reckon? Where would you recommend that they start or how? Uh, <clears throat> I would recommend. I would recommend. Um, I would recommend starting in, in within yourself, within figure and figure out what you like to eat, um, and what do you um, what do you what do you what can you grow readily? Um, like for example, if you love if you love salads, you know um, you could start there. Start with a salad. You know, get one of the little uh, tabletop growing systems. You could grow tomatoes on there. You could grow your lettuce on there. You could start with that. It doesn't have to be a whole meal. You know, you could start small. Um, mm-hmm. If you have a bal- if you have a balcony, get one of those hanging um, pot systems or okay. standing pot systems, or self-watering systems. You could grow a ton of food on there. Um, and if you're in a warm climate, you, you could grow year-round. You know, um, if your climate's not like mine, take advantage of that. You know, but start small. And do not grow mm-hmm. things that you don't like, that you know you're not going to eat. <laughs> <You don't. laughs> Just a waste of space. <laughs> no. If you, um, and when I say that, with, with, with health in mind, because sometimes the things you don't like to eat is what, what you're lacking in vitamins and nutrients. So one of, the, one, one of the best ways to start is one of the things that we've done. Uh, we, we did a uh, hair follicle test to find out what your allergies are. Yeah, very important. I've actually seen several of these types of tests that you can send um, hair follicles. You can also send saliva where they'll send you back. Yes, you send it away. away. Yeah. Hmm. Right. And then then you go from there. Um, Just, you know, like I said, plant a seed and see what happens. Um, And see what happens. I love it. I think, you know, I've been wanting to start like an herb garden and at least start there. That way, you know, and this. Herbs are very easy. 
Yeah, but you know, I really want to kind of break the cycle of always having to go for like the Lowry's or the, you know, complete season and just try to find ways to um, grow my own flavors. And so I think I wanted to start there. Um, But like you said, there's so many ways that you can um you know take advantage of your living space um what would you Mm -hmm. say besides just like the growing some must have like you know do you have to have a deep freezer what about storage like how do you actually sustain the things that you grow and not feel like you know i have to eat it like yeah that's yeah that's more or less on the sustainable side when you start growing and you have a surplus and then you need to Mm -hmm. store it um uh, the must have the must haves is, is by your family size you know um like this year we we thought we were going to need a, a bigger deep, deep freezer but we made it work you know um we, we bought less you know we bought less chicken I, I, I raised less chicken i raised less ducks we didn't do chickens and ducks Wait this a minute. Year and you skipped that thing. part you skipped the part about you raising <laughs> your own chicken and ducks yeah we were yeah we raised our own post we whole and farm. Ducks, so. <laughs> well, well we're working of- towards that uh organic 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 food or um like when we grow the broccoli and the lettuce and stuff they eat the the leaves off of that we feed them those things yeah so depending on the size of who you're trying to feed and how long you want to keep uh, maybe a deep freezer might be a good investment yeah but not a big one you know you you don't want to you don't want to get into the, the 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 point of trying to fill it up you know, right. that's not the, that's not, you want your food to be fresh. You don't want to, have, you know, <laughs> you, yeah. you don't want to start throwing things away because you forgot it was there. And it's now it's, now it's, um, uh, freezer burn. Um, mm-hmm. so gradually, gradually, you know, you get a small one, uh, and, and on the point of, um, as you mentioned, herbs, uh, on the point of trying to, you know, even growing your own herbs, you can always start by simply getting organic herbs and mm-hmm. uh, either grounding them yourself and making your own seasoning or just put them in olive oil and cook that way. You know, just let them sit in olive oil like um, garlic and uh, oregano mm-hmm. and um, uh, what's the one we use on corn all the time? Uh, I can't remember. But you could just you could just make infused oils and then start from there. Oh, uh, that's yeah. an idea. Yeah. Yeah, once your once your taste buds get woken up, uh, I'm telling you, you're gonna start you're gonna start looking for things to grow. <laughs> well, you know, I would say definitely going plant based. My taste buds woke up to like I remember one day I was just like craving Brussels sprouts. I'm like, why? Like yeah, that was never. Yeah. But I found just ways that. I like to eat things and um, after a while, like you say, you just start seeking those things out and your taste buds change over time. There's things that I used to eat when I was younger and now I'm just like, what was I going through? How was I? How was I eating that kind of stuff? Um, But that's okay. Um, You know, to change that, we can embrace that. Yeah. You also want to take a look at your salts also. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, uh, you know, you want to, you want to look at, um, Possibly getting natural salts. Um, yeah. For your, for your like seasons. the Himalayans. Yeah, absolutely. Right, exactly. absolutely. Exactly. But Charlie, before we get out of here, I want you to give the people some advice. You know, what would you say your best advice for going organic or, you know, doing some sustainable growing? What would you be your, your number one advice for why people should do this? My number one advice as to why folks should do it? Uh, 
longer healthy life, you know, uh, a more balanced life in terms of um, your well-being, your mental state, your um, your sleep. Um, it, it 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 helps everything. You know, um, I, I'm I'm categorized as a disabled veteran, but when I introduce myself, I don't say, "Hey, you know, Edmund Charlie Palmer, I'm a disabled veteran," um, right. because I truly know that my eating has kept me um, balanced, if you will, in terms of my PTSD and um, you know other things that I'm dealing with, my pain. Um, mm -hmm. Otherwise, you know, like a lot of my brothers and sisters, they, they you know they turn to the doctor for the medical advice and you know just get a pill. But you know, and until I uh, here's here's a good point, and I always tell people this: until I see a tree that produces pills. I'm not taking pills. There's no tree that produces a pill that could ju that could just fix one ailment. No. So you no. can't get your vitamins like that. Now that now don't get me wrong, there are things that you can take like your vitamin D, but you have to take things that help absorb vitamin D into your body. You mm -hmm. can't just take D by itself. You have to take magnesium with it also. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's not, it's, it's not just yeah. So it's not just popping a pill. You have to you have Absolutely. to know what you're putting in your body. Absolutely. Uh, well, thank you, Charlie, message. for joining me. That's ex excellent advice, you know, and, and it's right in line um, with just how I feel. You know, I think that every right. little bit that people can take, um, every little step that they can take to live in a healthier um, life is like a step closer towards, you know, just freedom. Um, right, you know, exactly. we've seen a lot with our family members and people that, um, you know, they end up in, in not too great a health as they get older. And so right. I think that, you know, just taking that charge and saying, Hey, I want to do better for myself, for my kids, for my family. And I mm -hmm. always all want the people around me to do better. So I appreciate right. that. We have come to the end of our broadcast. I'd like to thank my wonderful guest, Mr. Charlie Palmer. Wonderful thank conversation. You for, thank you for having me. Sustainably living. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Don't eat too much. Have fun and make sure you take a walk. And make sure you catch me on Mondays at 730 for My Better Living. Thank you. Peace out. One, two,